0: You're listening to Ask Dr. Jake. My name is Dr. Jake Tucker. I'm the owner and founder of Good Life Family Chiropractic here on the south side of Lincoln and coming soon uh, several times a month. We'll be visiting a satellite campus up in Omaha. Details to come. Stay tuned for that. Uh, But if you're having trouble making it out here, we will need to do your initial exam here to get established here in Lincoln. But then from there, Uh, We'll be able to set things up so that at least a couple times a month, you can come see me in Omaha. Uh, But we're coming to you today with another message of hope, health, and wholeness. And today is our seventh day of wellness. We're celebrating the Christmas season by bringing you 12 days of wellness. Obviously, I don't have shows over the weekend. You'll have to catch those on the Facebook page. Uh, what we're talking about and providing you health. But today I'm going to be talking about the keys to giving you a growth mindset. A growth mindset. And, you know, what that does is that just brings to mind so many patients that have come through our office that have this growth mindset. And the, the thing about a growth mindset is that when you have it, you're a healthier person overall you bounce back quicker. You have a higher immune system. You have a positive outlook on life. You, you live longer. You live a fuller life. This is this is what Jesus talked about when in John 10, 10, he said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have a life and have it to the full. And he's not talking in the future tense. He's talking in the present tense. He wants you to take it today. And so it starts with having that growth mindset. So I'm going to give you seven things that'll help you keep that growth mindset. And actually, this is really important. Uh, you know, there's research on a growth mindset, and it, it says, um, you know, looking back at this, what they did is they actually did studies in school, and they had, they had to stop doing these studies in school because they were finding that it was damaging kids so much to give them this fixed mindset. And so what they did is they they identified some of the smartest people in the class, and they started to tell them, "Hey, you're so smart. Hey, you're so intelligent. Good job on that test. You were smart. God made you smart." And so these kids, they thought they were really smart. And then the other group of kids, they, they were actually a less intelligent group. But what they started to tell these kids is anytime that they had a success, they would say, man, you worked so hard. Good job doing all that hard work to get you there because that's what allowed you to succeed in this thing. And they over and over, they did this thing. And at the end of this study, or really even during the middle of the study, they started observing that the kids that they were telling them that they were intelligent, that God had made them intelligent, that they actually struggled. Whenever it came to a project that didn't come to them naturally or a problem that didn't the solution didn't easily present itself, they started to think the opposite. They started to think, well, they must not be smart enough to deal with this thing, and they wouldn't work through the issue. But the group of kids that they told were hard workers and that they were able to accomplish things because of their hard work, that they would learn how to, and teach themselves how to overcome the problem. They would come up with new solutions that the quote unquote smart kids weren't able to do. And so they created this growth mindset and you you either have a fixed mindset or you have a growth mindset and you can turn yourself into a different thinking. I, I was someone that was raised in a fixed mindset. I was told my whole life that I was very intelligent. Things did come to me naturally, but when it came to graduate school, and it came to some of the harder classes in undergraduate, I I really struggled because I was never in a place where I was taught how to grow and how to approach problems differently. And so it's very important that you do have that positive growth set. And I think about several of my patients that have come through my office, Luann in particular, Luann was in a car accident some years before. She was a nurse and, uh, actually one of her patient's husbands, uh, was driving home. He was impaired and uh, struck her through her, through the air, landed on the ground, tore her hip right out of the socket. She had to have her leg amputated, uh, below the knee. And you know, that for a lot of people that would have just devastated them. But this, this senior citizen, I'm not going to call her old because she is one of the youngest, most vibrant people I know, but the senior citizen, she, actually used that as a setup to success in her life. She used that to create a ministry to people who had, who had lost limbs. She had used that to be able to reach out to people that might not have been able to listen to her before because she wasn't like them. Now she was, and that set her up for success. I mean, you guys listen to this show. If you're listening on KCRO, you have very likely heard stories of, of Joan from Johnny Erickson Tata and just how she was paralyzed, but how God used that to allow her to create one of the most vibrant ministries in the world. And she's been an inspiration for my entire life. But you know, you look at people like this with a growth mindset. She turned this around. Now, yeah, you know, Luann, she was dealing with headaches. Nobody had ever looked at her spine to see damage because that was not where the injury was. They saved her life in the hospital. They got her a prosthesis, put her all back together. It created this, basically the state of disability that she was able to overcome, but she was living her life with chronic headaches. It was every single day, almost 10 out of 10 some days, but usually at least a seven out of 10. And some of you live like that. You're dealing with a constant headache, but when, she heard my radio show. She heard what I was talking about with the nervous system. And it, it made sense given what she'd learned about in anatomy as a nurse and in physiology and how the nervous system controlled everything, but she'd never had it looked at. She'd never been to a chiropractor to see if getting adjusted could help with the headaches. And so the first thing I did is when she came in, I said, Luann, I don't treat headaches, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to help you identify the cause of that headache. We're going to look to see. If there is something that's obstructing three things, first is going to be blood flow. If we see a misalignment in the neck, it's going to restrict the vertebral artery and prevent your brain from getting the blood flow it needs. That'll absolutely create a headache if left there long enough. Second thing that we're going to look at is cerebrospinal fluid flow. And specifically right around your brainstem, C1 and occiput in their specific alignment. If there's any misalignment there, that'll restrict the cerebrospinal fluid flow either up to the brain or down out of the brain and create an increase in cranial pressure that can create headaches and also restriction in other areas, getting nutrients out, toxins out, nutrients into the brain. And she said, okay, that makes sense. And I said, the other thing that we're going to look for is obstruct- obstruction to nerve flow. Your brainstem flows uh, in about seven different ways, but the key component of that is electrical flow through the brainstem. When Christopher Reeve fell off his horse and he broke his neck, the area of his spinal cord that he damaged was actually the area underneath C1, the first bone in his neck It bruised his brainstem about the size of my pinky fingernail. And when it did that, it paralyzed him, but it also shut down his heart, it shut down his lungs, it, it shut down his digestive system, to the point where he had to have a feeding tube and massage therapist get that food through a colostomy bag to collect it on the way out, because of that damage done just from the basically bruise the size of my pinky net, fingernail. And it, it robbed him of life, it robbed him of function. And she said, that, that all makes sense. what needs to happen? I said, let's do the exam. And so first thing we did was we checked her posture due to the physical distortion that had happened because of the accident. And then two, because she was now walking around in a prosthesis, her entire spine was off. She had developed a scoliosis and she had started to lose the curve in her neck, but most specifically the alignment at the base of her skull between occiput and C1 was restricted and out of position. And I could see that just from the way she held her head and then from the way that she moved her neck. So when I saw the postural abnormalities, the way that she carried her head forward out in front of her shoulders, how it cocked over slightly to one side, but stayed in that position. But then when we tried to move the neck, how much restriction was in there? If, if we had seen her right after the accident, we would have created a disability index independent of what had happened to her hip and her leg just based off of the restriction in her neck alone, just by that. And that was enough to create the headaches, but I wanted to see what that was doing. And so I felt it and I felt the misalignment that was happening, the rotation in Atlas, the way it was shifted over to the side, the way it was flexed forward and basically pressing up against her brainstem, restricting that blood flow, restricting the nerve flow, restricting the cerebrospinal fluid flow. And I said, okay, so let's take a nerve scan, see what that's showing. And we saw red bars coming off of that nerve scan, showing us that there was severe irritation in her nervous system, affecting not just the headaches, but the function of every organ system in her body. And so we knew within 95% confidence that organs that weren't presenting symptomatically at this point would within five years develop not just symptoms, but diagnosable diseases if we didn't start to remove that interference. And so I got her back right away for an x-ray, took that x-ray, analyzed it, saw those things that I had felt, saw the restrictions, saw the arthritis that had built up from those 10 years of having things out of alignment and years before that, because she'd never been to a chiropractor. And we started to create a plan to work through that. We adjusted her. One adjustment, started to feel a little bit better, a little bit decrease in the headaches, a little sore because of the adjustment. But then we brought her back to go through everything, go through the plan. Her third visit, we actually sat down and we went through everything together. We went through the plan to get correction and she said, let's do it. And just months later, she was living her life headache-free or for 10 years she'd been dealing with that. Headaches have no home here. And if you're ready to live headache-free, pick up the phone and call our office, 531-289-7100. And that's for you. That's for your family that you can give the gift of health this holiday season, but do it now, 531-289-7100. And I do want to go through on this seventh day of wellness, those keys to having that growth mindset. So without further ado, number one, think positive. You have to start looking at the positive in every situation, even something that seems catastrophic. I know a lot of us did not vote for Joe Biden, and we don't know the end of the story yet. We haven't, a lot of us haven't given up hope that Donald Trump will be president. But even if Biden comes into office, we have to look at the positives of the situation. Even if that just means four years later, we get another choice to, chance to choose. That's one of the benefits of living in this democratic republic you know, where we get a say in how our government works. Number two, keep a reflection journal. Look back at the good things that God's done in your life on a daily basis. Write it down. Keep, an, keep note of everything that's happened on a daily basis every single day and you'll find that just by giving gratitude on a daily basis and identifying those positive things that happen that the positive starts to outweigh the negative. Number 3, get into a regular exercise routine. You can't have a healthy brain without exercise. We know that the most powerful antidepressant isn't in pill form. It's actually getting out and exercising because it provides so much oxygen and dopamine and serotonin to your brain that no drug can compete with it. Number four, set long-term goals and then break them down into small, smaller goals. And what that does is when you start to identify those smaller goals, you get to achieve something and you get to see how you achieve it and you get to see how this builds and works together to create success in those long-term goals. And then also set daily goals or things to do every single day, things that can be accomplished. And you find that as you do that, you will build and you'll see the build, you'll see the growth. One of the most important things to do is that reflection. Going back to number two, keeping that reflection journal, but identifying those things that you have accomplished, those most important things to do every day. Number six, prioritize not just happiness, but joy and mental health. And that joy yeah obviously comes from that Jesus others you mentality we we serve Christ first then others second and then ourselves we always have to take care of ourselves you cannot love someone like you love yourself if you don't love yourself but absolutely keep that mental health a priority a priority every single day and then take time for yourself every single day you know if you enjoy doing something do that something if you need to spend some time quietly meditating do that I'm Dr. Jake. Join me again tomorrow for another episode of Ask Dr. Jake.